Hello, everybody. Welcome to our community, our mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission, coming to you with our weekly updates and just kind of general talk about what's going on in this community and Topeka Rescue Mission and coronavirus and the homeless and the hungry and anything else we decide we're going to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have Mary Crable, who's Director of our Supportive Services. Good morning, Marion. Good morning. And uh, Kim Turley, who's Director of our Volunteers, Events, and the Media. Good morning to Good you morning. as well. So, um, you know, it, there's so many things that are happening so fast, and uh, we're at a place uh, where um, some restrictions have been lifted um, in different parts of the country and uh, just a little bit here in Topeka Shawnee County area in Kansas. And um, so what does that mean at the rescue mission as far as any certain things that maybe some restaurants are opening up and, and some people are going back to work? Miriam, what does that mean here at the rescue mission? Honestly, it doesn't mean anything at all (laughs) because we are not changing anything yet. We are just kind of pushing forward the same way we have um, to make sure that we keep our folks safe, whether it's our staff or our guests. You know, we we don't really know yet exactly how this thing is going to move out. Um, And so we, we feel like we need to really just keep going down the path that we've been going down. How much we would love to have the all clear. You know, it's kind of like those tornado warnings and uh, uh, hurricane warnings or whatever you've been in before is this, it's a, it's an all clear, but this is almost kind of like, Miriam, you're from the West Coast, so kind of like earthquake time, you know? There, exactly. There's, uh, we don't know when the next tremor's coming or the big one's coming, so we have to be prepared. Right, absolutely, because you have no idea. And, you know, you feel little rumblings, right? I lived in California 20 years, and you get that feeling of, uh-oh. You know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden something kind of starts to move and you wonder, oh, is this going to be the big one? Mm -hmm. And I think we're experiencing some of that here in Shawnee County with seeing numbers kind of jump Mm -hmm. um, a little bit. And it's sort of like a little bit of that tremor, which makes us not so sure footed um, about how we need to move forward. So we need to hold the fort and to keep in uh, high alert mode and all of our protocols and procedures, which could continually be refined, are being refined because of every new situation that we're running into. Um, Miriam, I know that uh, you and I have been in some communication with multiple sources, but one of those uh, last week was the CDC, as well as the United States uh, Council on uh, Homelessness, Interagency Council on Homelessness, as well as the CityGate Network, which is our rescue mission affiliation. We were all on the same kind of Zoom at the same time for with people around the country. What, what did you take away from that? A couple of things, actually. Um, I took away from it that we've honestly done a really good job, right? We've done a good job of really thinking through this. Um, while nobody can really know exactly what we need to do, um, that we put together some really strong Uh, pieces that have kept folks safe. Mm -hmm. So I took away that. The other thing I took away, though, was that there is still so much uncertainty about what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, things keep changing. We keep adding symptoms. We keep adding this or that or finding out that people really might not have any symptoms and be carrying this. Mm -hmm. So we, I took away that, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty, but we're all in this together. And as long as we all keep communicating together on a national level, on a local level, we'll do much better at being able to continue to keep people safe and hopefully keep more people from getting really, really sick. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and our homeless population is a very vulnerable population. Right. Uh, one of the things that I think was remarkable uh, until recently, by and large, the homeless population, as far as what's been reported, has been fairly asymptomatic. Yeah. Um, in regards to our shelters, obviously, um, as the folks from, I think, CDC or the Agency on Homelessness said, you guys have been doing a good job nationally of grabbing a hold of this and putting separation in and social distancing and those kind of things in a very challenged population. Right, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think maybe that's even more important from the homeless individual perspective in that they are so depending on us to do that. And we know that. Mm -hmm. We know that they're depending on us. You know, the rest of the folks, they're dependent on medical personnel, but they're really running their own lives. Our folks really are depending on us to be able to keep them safe. We are the place that they live. Mm -hmm. You know, we are their home. That's right. We are their home, both emotionally and technically. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that brings about a big difference in terms of how we've been able to move quickly mm-hmm. um, and break down a lot of bureaucracy just to get things done because people are depending on us. That's right. We've had to make some fast, hard decisions, uh, spend resources that we didn't plan on spending, uh, believing that God and people are going to help us uh, in regards to uh, being able to meet these needs because there's just not been time right. to process and plan out things that uh, normally would have taken a long time to right. do fundraisers for. And, and mm-hmm. uh, we're but we're seeing people respond. Absolutely. Um, great people. Uh, Kim, you work with our volunteers. And, uh, you know, we had some that said can't come right now due to the risk. And others mm-hmm. have stepped up to the plate. And, and Kim, you, you're in a position to see some really neat things. Uh, what have you seen here in this last week? I mean, I've seen the community just respond in a great way. Um, I mean, a lot of times people could be like, oh, this is a safer at home act and all the stuff. I need to, I just need to stay home. I shouldn't go and help people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's from all across the community, people stepping up and just helping those in need, whether it be donating supplies. Um, I know Advisors Excel put out the word of our needs, um, food and hygiene, things like that. And we got, we're got we getting quite a bit in. And we put our Amazon wish list out there because um, we know a lot of people don't want to get out to the stores. And we are just blown away how well this that's is so doing. Cool. This, it's these so big cool. boxes showing up, you know, just yeah. because we put out the need and the wish list, which yeah. people can find on our website. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then our Facebook, same. too. We have a link to it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. It's kind of like Christmas again. Yeah, we're opening exactly. all these presents. Like yesterday, I think there was like 10 to 15 boxes. Wow. Then we're opening up and it has like crackers or goldfish <laughs> and mayonnaise and mayo packets. Not and that we have an aquarium here. But we're talking about the ones you can eat. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we started that. It's kind of a therapy <laughs> thing. Something to look at. Right? You know. <laughs> um, and then just volunteers wise, you know, May comes around and we're just like, well, maybe we might see a couple of our regular volunteers coming back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had some, but not... The regular, like my meal serving schedule is still has quite a few openings in it, but I've had some regular volunteers that have stepped up during this time that I said, this is what we're called to do right now is help those in need and we're filling in the gap. I mean, so it's been wonderful. I mean, I just love being able to be in this position. A sense of community that we know that could exist Mm -hmm. and uh, instead of being those people um, we're really seeing an even greater it's us. Mm-hmm. And we are here for our brothers and sisters. We are neighbors, and mm-hmm. people are really stepping up. And, and not just ways here at the Rescue Mission, we're seeing it throughout the entire community. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the, the silver lining 
in, in all of this is just to see how people are coming together. Definitely. And, uh, Miriam, back to you um, in regards to the um, safety issues. Uh, we did get um, some information, which uh, our listeners may be aware of, that uh, 600 miles from here, there is a concern with the homeless population in Denver. Right. Denver is experiencing kind of an increase in the number of diagnosed cases among the homeless. Mm-hmm. Now, they've had to do some things different because of the number of homeless that they have in terms of at what would be the equivalent to our Stormontvale Event Center. Mm-hmm. They're, they're keeping people in a in bigger kind of spaces like that. But it is a concern then to say, okay, is this maybe the next wave of COVID? Does it actually strike within the homeless population mm-hmm. now? Um, and if we were to test folks, you know, what would we find out? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it is a concern, and it definitely was confirmation Mm-hmm. that we need to stay the course for a while, mm-hmm. you know, that we need to keep encouraging hand washing and keep having people wear masks and making sure that we're checking folks when they're coming in in terms of do they have any kind of symptoms. So I think that it was just confirmation because 600 miles isn't that far away. No, it's not. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like New York City, you know, which seems like a very long way away. It's just Denver. Mm-hmm. And um, so can we just really keep doing what we're doing to make sure that our folks stay safe. And it's uh, it's inconvenient, to say the least, um, to do what we're doing, but it must be done. And, you know, our front door is locked. Uh, normally it's been an open door. Now you have to talk to somebody on a camera yeah. and, and a speaker in, in order to be admitted to the mission and being willing to wear a mask and those right. kind of things, which we're all starting to kind of get a little bit used to and even go to the grocery store sometimes. Uh, it's just a thing to do, but still it's inconvenient. But it's all for a greater purpose here sure, sure. Um, that we can roll through this. It's inconvenient for someone to be homeless, and the only real space that they have to be is either outdoors around the mission or on their bunk right. um, mm-hmm. while they're here because we're, we had to social distance and push everything apart and really lost all of our day room spaces. It's a little bit left in the Hope Center for women and families, but fortunately a playground for the kids and those kind of things. But still um, a very big challenge. You know, we, we're on the ready. Um, we have a quarantine and isolation area. We've quarantined a few people and fortunately found out that all of those people are, are free of coronavirus, uh, even though we are taking per- precautions. But we still have to have that area available. Um, hopefully we won't be overflowed in that area. Right. Uh, but also that isolation area, and that is if we do have somebody who is actively symptomatic. And, um, and this is a big ask that we're asking for people. We're asking for kind of minute men and minute women yeah. who would be willing to be trained on helping us to manage a Q&I or a quarantine isolation area. Um, we do have on our Facebook page some open positions now that we're going to be potentially hiring for. It's 24-7. But we're asking for people uh, also to volunteer in that area, mm-hmm. maybe some health professionals, if maybe the retired nurse or something like that. That's a huge ask. And we normally would say, we're not even about to do that. But these are the times that we're in. Right. And maybe if you're listening or you know somebody uh, who needs to know that information, they can get a hold of us. And Kim, they can get a hold of you if they yep. want to volunteer yep. at 354-1744 and ask for volunteer director. Go on our website, yep. um, sign up there uh, is that they're interested in volunteering or contact our um, uh, uh, HR department for possible employment Absolutely. as well. It's a temporary Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) Right now we are calling it a temporary Uh position, you Uh know, that we won't have to have this forever. But absolutely, it would be wonderful to have folks because I think sometimes we feel a little bit out of our depth Mm -hmm. in terms of as we think about sort of providing medical care on Mm -hmm. a very basic level. Mm -hmm. um, But it's not something that we're used to doing. Mm -hmm. 
we're not used to doing it, but but God sends the right people at the right time. And and Miriam, I know you you don't go around. I mean, you've been director of United Way in a couple of cities, Topeka being one. But you're a nurse also, I and am. that's been really valuable here, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, to uh, when we're going off on the uh, all the way down the wrong highway, you're saying, ah, come back. You know, you don't want to do that. So um, that's huge. And plus, we have um, our nurses who are here right. and our yeah. and our doctors who are helping out. And so it's um, while we don't know what we're doing in some areas, we have people who have been brought to us right. who actually help us to know what to do. Right. Well, in just kind of wrapping up here today, you know, a lot of people are just saying, you know, why is this happening? You know, uh, whether people think there's a God or not, everybody's saying, why? And uh, we don't always know the whys. You know, we don't know the whys. But but I, I look back at Jesus and the disciples who had been following with him for about three and a half years. And we're seeing and some amazing things, getting their hearts stirred in so many ways and miracles and people raised from the dead and and all those kind of things. And hearing hard hard lessons about themselves, you know, about their dark hearts and those kind of things. But at the Passover, um, uh, Peter comes up to Jesus and says, uh, you're not going to wash my feet, are you? You're not going to wash my feet. In other words, um, you're too above that. And uh, it was really good what Jesus said. You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. How comforting that is. It may not be comforting in the moment if you are someone who is not feeling well. Maybe you've got a family member who is struggling with health issues, whether it's coronavirus or something else. It may not uh, be all that comforting if you've lost your job or you haven't had your unemployment check come in or you're homeless for the first time in your life. It may not be that comforting. But we believe in a God who is faithful and just to keep his promises. And we, while we don't understand things right now, he promises that later we will. We just don't know when later is and how uncomfortable we feel and how challenged we feel in regards to why this has happened and how long it's going to happen. There's a purpose for it being allowed that's on a much greater scale than anything that we could possibly think of now. Um, we have a lady who um, is at the rescue mission. Um, she's an older lady. And um, I just happened to be at the Hope Center last week, and I noticed in our director's office, uh, the Hope Center, that there was this wooden cross. Um, and uh, I said, where did you get that? And she said, there's a lady who, for the very first time in her life, is uh, making wood carvings. And she's an older woman. And so I said, it's absolutely beautiful. And she said, would you like to meet her? She's in her office. And I said, her office? She said, it's her car in the parking lot. That's her <laughs> office. And sure enough, here's this car, and it's got the typical trash bags up where the windows are broken out and those kind of things. Yeah. And um, I went up, and here's this woman in this car with a pocket knife, um, which she can't bring in the mission, so she's <laughs> in her car using it. <laughs> and there's wood chips all over the place that she got out of our nature area, um, and she's carving crosses. Huh. And I said, I understand this is the first time that you've ever taken up wood carving. I said, why are you doing that? She says, because I'm bored. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> and she said, I just decided to do carving. And I said, no. I said, why the crosses? And she goes, I don't know. She said, I'm not a Christian. Mm -hmm. She said, but all of a sudden I feel compelled to carve crosses. And I said, it sounds like God's really doing something in your life. And you know what she said? Yeah, that's what people have been telling me. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> and so she's one of those people, she doesn't realize what's going on right now. 
in her life. But I want to tell you how touched I was and how other people are going to be touched. And I said, what are you doing with these crosses? She says, well, I'm just giving away. You want one? I said, sure. I said, have you sold any? And she goes, nah. So I gave her some money. Oh. And she just lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, You're going to sure. buy my cross? I said, you got a marketing job there that you could do because <laughs> it is so well done. It's just interesting how God is using each and every single person, a volunteer, a homeless individual, um, government leaders, everybody in the midst of all this. And while we don't realize what God is doing right now, he has promised us later you will understand. Amen. So thank you for being with the rescue mission. Uh, Kim Merriam, thank you for today and joining with us and giving us kind of updates here. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your generous donations. Thank you for standing with us. While we don't understand right now everything, later we will. So in the process and in the meantime, thank you for standing with our community, our mission at Topeka Rescue Mission. If you'd like to give to Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to your phone and text TRMGIVE to 77977. TRMGIVE to 77977 or go on our website at trmonline.org. Thank you. May God be with you.